Recently, the Dallas Business Journal wrote an article which showed that the Dallas-Fort Worth office market has reached the highest vacancy rate seen in decades. They quoted a CBRE study which claims the vacancy rate at the end of 2020 was 23.4%. This is today's topic on the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast. I'm your host, Jan Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by Rialda's broker, Bob Gibbons. DBJ had good news or bad news, depending on which side of the equation you are on. Office vacancy now stands at 23.4% after four quarters of negative absorption. You know, actually, I would say that this is actually bad news for both sides, both the landlords and the tenants. And my main reasoning in that is because when things are bad for a landlord, it's only because things have already been bad for tenants. Because the uh, when the economy is bad, then companies no longer need to hire new employees. They start laying people off. You know, in the case of the COVID situation, of course, demand for office space died because nobody wanted to go to the office. And a lot of people that had offices weren't going to the office and put them on the sublease market. So, um, you know, the real estate market, especially office building occupancy, is a lagging indicator of the economy. So it's only because business has been bad and, and or, you know, the demand for office space has been reduced by tenants that um, it's bad for landlords. So the trauma hits the tenants first and then it rolls downhill, so to speak, to the landlords. So that's why I say it's it's actually bad for both. If you happen to have a countercyclical company that does well in these kinds of bad economic times. Think janitorial company. Uh, yes and no. I mean, yes, they're having to do things to, to clean differently than they have before, which creates demand. But at the same time, if people aren't in the building, it may not mean, need to be cleaned as frequently. So that's kind of a double-edged sword for them. But anyway, so it could be good for those countercyclical companies, but not necessarily for the majority of companies. Okay. So we talked about four quarters of negative absorption. Explain to our listeners, what is absorption? Well, we've talked about it on the podcast before, of course, but quite simply, absorption is the net change in occupied square footage from one period to the next. So, uh, you know, if you have a million square feet today, and you have a million one hundred thousand square feet occupied in a year. That was a hundred thousand square feet of positive absorption. It went up. It can also go down, unfortunately, as we've seen in this situation. So, what's interesting about the article that you mentioned is that it quoted statistics from a CBRE quarterly report, and their numbers don't agree with those from CoStar, which is the largest commercial real estate information database in the U.S. So whereas CBRE's number said there was 3.9 million square feet of negative absorption, CoStar said it was actually 5 million square feet negative. That's a pretty big difference. What did they say about vacancy? Well, here again, we had a discrepancy. Uh, CBRE said 23.4%, as you mentioned, but CoStar says direct vacancy is 17.3%, and if we add in sublease space, we're at 20.4%. So that's a 3% difference between 
those two sources, which may not seem like a lot, but when you consider that the DFW market for office space is almost 400 million square feet, a 3% difference is almost 12 million square feet. That's a big difference. So which sub-markets were hardest hit and which fared the best? Well, the CBRE uh, report uh, stated that far north Dallas was the hardest hit with a negative 1.4 million square feet. Las Colinas would be sep- second with about 950,000 square feet in the CBD, Dallas Central Business District. Uh, at a negative 825,000 square feet. None of those really surprised me because that's where a lot of the big corporate offices are located. And big corporate uh, typically um, responds to this kind of thing differently than local companies that are owned and managed by somebody local. Uh, Those that fared the best were Richardson, uh, Preston Center, and uh, Mid-Cities. I did not check the CoStar numbers, by the way, to see if they agreed with these um, uh, but I, I would bet they're probably about right. So the re- report also points out that about 4.2 million square feet of new space is still under construction. So more vacancy is likely to be coming. Yeah, actually, that's true. And uh, and in fact, CoStar, this is another place where they don't agree. CoStar says there's actually 7.5 million square feet under construction still. So 3.3 million square foot delta there. And some of that could be a function of the fact that, you know, CBRE says, well, that building has already been finished and is now on the market available, whereas COSAR didn't. But that shouldn't make up the difference of 3.3 million square feet. Okay, here's the shocking thing. In spite of all this, the report says the average rental rates increased to 25.75 or $25.75 per square foot for full service, which, of course, includes expenses. This doesn't compute. Yeah, it, it doesn't compute. It should be going down. Uh, CoStar, on the other hand, says that the average rental rate was $27.69, and they said that was actually a slight downturn of about 0.2%, so really unchanged. Um, and, you know, the thing that's interesting about these numbers, I've never been very confident of average rental rate numbers because there are multiple ways in which rental rates are quoted. You know, you can have a full service rental rate, which includes all the operating expenses in the building, electricity, et cetera. Then you have another one, which is full service, which includes all operating expenses except for electricity. That's split out separately. And then you can have triple net where your base rent is separate from operating expenses and electricity. So, I think these numbers are actually lower than they should be because, you know, if you were to, to sort of gross all those up and then take the average, I think it would be higher. Supposedly, these numbers have already done that, but I don't I actually believe that. Okay, so quick question. <laughs> did CBRE and CoStar agree on anything? Actually, they did. They agreed, dum, on, da, da, <laughs> they agreed on the amount of sublease space. And we've talked about sublease space a few times on the on the podcast. And um, they both said that sublease space in DFW stands at about 9 million square feet, uh, which is about 50% more than what it was at the beginning of 2020. And, you know, some people think it's going to go higher. And, and a lot of people are I've surprised. I've heard it's at 10 million already. Well, and a lot of people say that it's, they're surprised that it hasn't gone higher already. Um, you know, it's been pretty steady for the last three or four months. So, uh, you know, it could go a little higher, but uh, I'm seeing some of it actually get leased or subleased, I should say. Okay, I'm going to try this one more time. Doesn't this mean that the rental rates should start <laughs> falling? 
should is the operative uh, word gotcha. in that question. Uh, yes, they should be going down. I mean, how can they not? If you have more supply than demand, you have more supply coming through new construction, you have likely more sublease space coming, and you still have companies whose leases are going to expire, and they have to then decide, am I going to keep an office at all? Or if I do, am I going to keep it at the same size or smaller? So all these things should mean that uh, the, that landlords are going to have to fight for new deals, whatever new deals are out there. They're going to have to compete with subleases. And ultimately, they should see their occupancies fall. And, you know, they they have to get more aggressive in dropping their rental rates. I am seeing that happen with sublease space. Uh, in fact, I came from a tour today with a client who uh, was specifically wanting sublease space. And we looked at... Um, four buildings, three of which that had subleases. One of them was like, hey, we'll take anything. Just give us an offer. We're, we're seriously thinking about just buying out. So anything we give them is going to make them better off than if they go buy out because the landlord is not going to buy out for anything less than 100% on the dollar. Time out. Explain buyout. Well, buyout's just basically you have uh, two years left on your lease and you go to the landlord and say, I'll give you this pot of money if you'll just let me tear up the lease and, and walk away. So, um, but landlords right now have no expectation that they're going to get to lease that space over that two-year period. So why would they take any kind of or, or provide any kind of a uh, discount? They're, they're not going to. So, um, so anyway, at this point, I think rental rates have got to come down. There's, there's just no other way. So you are still recommending short-term leases, I assume? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the circumstances. But yeah, I'd say if your leases expire between now and the third quarter of 2021, I would still recommend looking at a 12 to 18 month uh, uh, lease term if you can get your landlord to agree to that. But uh, landlords are going to try and force a three to three year or longer extension and at rates that are going to be equal or higher than the rental rates being paid under the current lease. Uh, so, yeah, if somebody really wants a shorter-term deal, they may have to pay more because flexibility is more expensive. Uh, but it may be better to pay a little higher rate and have another shot at lower rates in a year than to lock in the higher rates now and um, and then watch them fall. But you know what? There's no guarantee the rents are going to fall. I mean, I would have predicted rents would have fallen long before now, and they haven't. So each company's needs are different. So, I mean, if a company needs a lot of money for improvements and they're going to have to uh, pay for that or their landlord is going to have to pay for that, then that's going to require a longer-term lease just to have uh, you know time to amortize those over. So tell me there's some good news out there. <laughs> well, some companies are, are thriving in this environment. But, yeah, actually, uh, the good news comes from you. I mean, you, you... Thank you very much. You read an article the other day yeah. where I think it was the New York Times quoted a um, Congressional Budget Office study in which they predicted that the... American economy is going to return to pre-pandemic, pandemic, it's hard to say, pre-pandemic uh, size by the middle of 2021. Folks, that's June. It's February. Exactly. Do the math. I, I'm having a hard time buying this. And unemployment's going to fall to 5.3% right? by the end of the year. Because it's already down to about 84 yeah. So it's already on the downhill but slide. That's, but a, that's a huge, yeah. huge thing yeah. to make up 3.1% in a national economy. Well, I mean, these are definitely amazing predictions. And, you know, with the, the vaccine rollout being behind schedule, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying that. I think that's overly optimistic at this point. But, you know, if it's true, these numbers could definitely lead to increased optimism uh, and that could increase 
the demand for office space somewhat. I don't think it's going to be, you know, the V-shaped recovery like so many landlords yeah. are betting. And rents may not fall as much as I was originally expecting. But, yeah, so this Somewhere that is good news. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, as always, we recommend you use an experienced corporate real estate advisor with extensive office experience. That will put market knowledge on your side when negotiating the uncertain waters of commercial leases. So true. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast. At Riata Commercial Realty, we exclusively serve companies that lease or purchase office and warehouse space. We never represent landlords. Find us at texastenantrep.com or give us a call at 972-677-0028. Is it six seven seven or six six seven? Six seven seven. Oh. Zero zero two eight. <laughs> okay. Again, friends, that's so I'm a nine typo. seven two six seven seven. <laughs> enough already. Zero zero two eight. And if that didn't annoy you enough, we'd still love you to go give us a five star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, me repeating or the phone number is going to annoy them after all you've given them, right? <laughs> all righty. We love you. Come See you back next week. Bye.